0: Welcome to the Three Peak Podcast. Uh, This is our first episode, so we're here to celebrate opening something new and trying something. So thank you for uh, joining us, learning with us, as we also share things that we have learned and experienced along the way. Today's topic we're going to be sharing is right after a webinar we produced on the science of intention. So we're talking about intention, motivation, extrinsic and intrinsic. Uh, joy, pleasure. We're going to be sharing a lot of cool things about what came up after some of our participants shared with us. So during the webinar we shared that uh, there was an experiment done where they gave uh, rewards to children and over time their productivity started to fall and they treated the play that they were doing more as work over time. And we use the analogy of giving a cookie. So we had a participant that was sharing that essentially uh, they already have the cookie, but they think they need to go get the cookie and they're not actually able to enjoy the things they have right now. So when you hear someone share something like that, what comes up for you? When we have an intention, we are
1: drawing a vision or a thought or a feeling in the future, but actually the sensation is felt in the body. The body doesn't know the future. So actually, this is not true. Intention can never be in the future. Scientifically, it's not true. Whenever we have an intention, we feel it, we think about it, we speak about it, it's in the now. And then based on that feeling, we will see what's, it will determine how to move forward. If in the now, we're not able to value and be grateful to that feeling, thought, word, action of that intention, If we do not have a gratitude, we're going to live in lack and we're going to live chasing a dream that exactly exactly, it's not even there. So gratitude is the key and the most important thing for intention, because gratitude is in the moment, in the now, in the body, and intention is in the now, in the moment. So if those two don't meet, we're never going to get what we need.
2: Mm. I also was just thinking also chasing dreams is that you're you are already in the future and when you are in the future when your mind's in the future or in the past but especially in the future it brings up a lot of anxiety it brings up a lot of expectation so how and then there's a split there's a schism so how can as we had done in our webinar is like being with now, which is the breathing, the body is in the now. Mind can go into thinking the past or the future. So, as you'll see, it's really understanding that this is always going to happen with the mind, but how to bring the mind into now. And it's a lot through the body. And this is where gratitude is. So, even when people go, Yeah, I'm present, let's be present, you cannot think being present you have to start with where you are with the body and starting allowing you, you, yourself to come into that as an anchor
1: i will i like it every answer we do not no man no woman no human holds to only truth it's a multi reality we live in but truth is one so if we all share and always coming to a certain feeling, certain understanding that's common, that being we're hitting the big truth with the big, the big truth with the big T. So everything we're sharing here, it's still part of the big T. So now I'm gonna enter another angle, part of this big T. So that's why I like it. I'm gonna share from an angle. Like the sun shines also always from different angle. But the sun itself always shining, there's no angle. It depends where we are sitting in the house or where we are moving in time and space. As a human beings, we are moving in time and space in a physical body. So hence, there's an angle. So the angle I'm gonna share about is understanding, one moment. Actually, I was so focused. My intention was to explain the introduction for this one I'm gonna share that I let go of what's coming next because it was not in the now moment so i'm gonna go back to the now moment recollect what ignited this introduction which itself is an answer and here it comes the answer comes back again came back again to your question a person who said actually i do have the cookie but i go on chasing There is a question of gratitude. This is ultimately, right? We're not perfect beings. And there is a reason why we're not perfect beings because sometimes it's needed. So the answer I would have to bring a reflection to a person or to each one of us, I'm like, if you realize you have the cookie and you really stop all of that, are you ready to let go of emotion and friction? Knowing that from our experience, emotion and friction makes life more juicy because we trained from very young age the up and down the ebb and flow gives out something a juice comes out we call it pleasure and we call it pain and we get used to it that's why even though lots of people who constantly in relationship where they're fighting they say i am fed up of fighting and actually and they put intention they don't want to fight again and i did it and i did my own relationship The truth of the matter is once I got aware, when I had awareness with time, I realized how much I love it. Because very early on, there was fight around me, my family and everything. And the moment that I was about to let go of it with my intention, a sadness arose. (gasps) If I really follow my intention, I won't have this friction. But if I won't have this friction, that means this feeling of a constant, and then the release after. It will be gone. What can give me that? For many things in my life, I decided not to let go fully of it. Hence, I accepted that my intention was not... I was not respecting my intention, but I accepted that I still want to play out certain things because they give me something. But for other things, once I understood that, I slowly let go of them. And then as a as I I don't want to use the word miracle, even though miracle is nothing that the science we don't know yet about... Uh, it's like in a fraction of a second, things disappeared. A conditioning, and this is the conditioning of the mind, of the collective within me disappeared for the only simple reason. I saw the intention arising. I met with it energetically, physically, emotionally, and mentally. And then I acted out, and it took a fraction of a second. And a belief that it was holding me for decades, for 20 years, 30 years, vanished in a moment. Because actually I didn't think other than that. This is my intention. So intentions are really, really, really powerful. But I don't judge people who don't wanna who struggle in that because sometimes we're enjoying the game of friction, of fire and water. And that's a fact. Mm-hmm.
2: I would like to ask, would there have been Questions when people say, I come from a family where there was no drama, where we didn't fight.
1: I really love those questions. So <laughs>
2: that's also the other side of the coin, because some people...
1: So what's the question?
2: Some people don't grow up in a very dramatic family that's into expressing emotions and fiery or passionate so they don't grow up with um it's a it's an atmosphere of where we express and we fight. There's other people that grow up on the opposite coin where nothing is expressed where they're 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 more on the inward fear holding back. So could you share? about that
1: the difference between the outer like more fiery families yeah. Let let us go more fiery family and more watery family yes so fiery i mean by expressive outer watery is more inwardly emotionally inwardly that withdrawn, withdrawn. it's this is another not danger but like limitation when we go in the same friction will happen but nobody will see it Actually the same laws and principle will apply. the same struggles will apply, but it will be seen under the surface. luckily luckily, luckily for me to understand so I can be sharing here in this podcast, but I have I'm surrounded with lots of friends who are not expressive who came from those families. They have a tremendous amount of love, but they cannot express it. they're afraid of expressing it. I see them struggling they afraid of communicating it. They're even afraid of taking the phone call and ring me. When I sit with those people and with those friends and I start being sitting with them, not in fire, not in water, just really sitting in them. When people are given a chance, when they're accepted as they are, every single being will feel safe and they will be outer, outwardly expressive. So it's a question of they never felt safe to express. They never felt that's okay. That's another conditioning. But whatever is happening, happening within them. And it's not seen outside. But the same fight, the same emotional friction, the same struggle, the same why their intentions not working because they're enjoying. And most of the people around me in that enjoy, indulge a lot on weed and some substances of abuse and things like that to really help them uh, to med- self-medication.
2: The inward...
1: The inward, as yes. Well. yes, yes, self-medication to
2: feel something.
1: So the inward, it goes into lots of self-medication, uh, to soothe something, uh, to allow, yeah, to connect to a feeling out outside of the struggle. Um, yeah, lots of it's it's really we are prone also to addictions actually because they're very in a more like hidden kind of addictions like people you sit and you don't know about and they might be. Indulge on binge eating, indulge on certain games, indulge on whatever, pornography, indulge on certain things that when you see them, you're like, they're cool, they're amazing. But then they tell you why, ah, it's nice how you relax. And you're like, but you relax too. Like, ah, okay. So they live in a hidden world and there are lots of shame and guilt. So it creates another oceans of emotions. But we, back to the same answer, emotional frictions. But they got used to it so many times. so even. Because half of the world is like this, the other half is like that. So the other half will be listening to this podcast. They'll be like, ah, okay. But actually, it's really happening to them. And actually, they got used to it. And the things that we got used to it, we like the things we get used to. We are attached to this emotional friction and the feeling of pleasure after pain.
2: So the internal emotional friction going inside when it's more in mm-hmm. in inward that's why there's digestive problems there's exactly. skin problems because they, they they can't express it and then there's the outward expressive explosive more fire and that's again more you know things with high blood pressure and <laughs> i like heart. it i like it and
1: that then, you're bringing different emotion uh physical ailments yes. i would like like to make it simple like it's not the inner ones, we, we struggle because I was inner, right? So I, I would like to speak about myself first. It's easily, when it's more inner expressive, funny, I'm inner that was in a family that's outer. It's, it's, I got the chance that everyone around me, my brothers and my mom were very outer and I was inner. So I struggled with the main thing that everybody who's inner struggled with because when we're stressed inside of us and had chronic amount of stress, it's autoimmune. We start to have autoimmune diseases. Why? Because so the stress, our uh, immune system goes down because the stress is constantly present. Where when it's more outer, it's more reddish, it's more anger, it's more fiery constantly. It's not necessarily autoimmune uh, syndrome or symptoms or ailments, but as Krisana said, has to do with the heart, has to do you with high, high blood pressure and all of the things like that. Yeah, and yeah.
2: learning to contain emotions, its impulses. Lots of driven outward impulses. Um, For me, a lot of people think I'm really relaxed, but I come from a very also uh, fiery family of expressing more Irish. And I would say I grew up where I was very on the aggressive of not physically, but. Yeah, it's okay to express and understanding underneath of that. There's a lot of fear, like you don't feel. As Mazen said, you don't feel safe. You don't show that you're afraid. I'm afraid. I mean, you. That's that was like. How do I? How do was does one deal with that emotion that's actually deeper underneath anger? You know that uh, that's there. So I I learned and and really inquired with myself and understood those emotions and what needed to be expressed what needed to be dissolved what needed to be given given space
0: Mm. one thing i find uh kind of interesting in the way that we've conditioned ourselves and each other is that we want these positive emotions like i want to feel joy i want to feel happiness and when we're actually in the moment of something that will bring that we block actually feeling or celebrating that moment of joy or moment of happiness. So I noticed that I do this a lot, like in the moment of, I don't know what to call it. It's not like achievement per se, but something that is like very nice and beautiful and worth celebrating occurs. And I'm like, great, let's just move beyond it. Let's just keep going, moving past. But really, Mazen, you you help us a lot to just say, whoa, can we celebrate this moment? Like something beautiful happened. And I can really be like, oh, shit, like something beautiful really did just occur. Can I have a moment? And then the other association I find myself going into is if something really positive uh, emerges from within me, then I want to create associations. Like I want to go celebrate in a concrete, tangible. So like I want to go eat something of food, right? Which is like that's how I know I'll actually be celebrating because I've connected it to a food that I'm eating. And I notice this association coming in a lot, the positive in the food, the positive in the food. So I, I, I cannot just be with the positive and enjoy the positive. I wanna go to the food, but then I go to the food and what happens? I'm completely distracted. So I'm not even enjoying the food in the moment I'm eating it. I'm somehow thinking about this, this and that. So I don't even get to enjoy that. So then I'm like, I don't enjoy the feeling. I don't enjoy the food that I'm doing to enjoy the feeling. And then I'm somehow already in the future once again. So in all of these things, I'm moving to the future, moving to the future. Um, the moments I can really just pause and actually just enjoy the feeling of joy. It's like it ripples through the whole day, even the whole week. And it creates a, like a kind of a contentment because the joy, which was more kind of energetic, gets processed and digested. And what's left is this for me, contentment, peace, really like really nice, sustainable feeling that I carry with me. The, the interesting thing, again, is just stopping to enjoy it, enjoying joy. And I keep thinking, I'm like, that's all what we're, like, running after is these positive feelings. But we can't even stop and feel them. Yeah. Instead, there's, like, the food or the sex or whatever. It's, like, I have to feel joy and pleasure and smash them together and then not enjoy the pleasure ultimately anyways. Mm-hmm.
2: When was the last time you had a joyful moment or jo- joyful minute
0: um i know like something again i'm kind of more aware of because i'm almost getting reverse conditioned is now with three peak we're enrolling partners that really support us to bring our work into the world and it's like kind of every time we really enroll a partner and they say like a big yes like we really take a moment to stop and be like wow we're in partnership now like to enjoy that and i think one of the last meetings we did it uh, mazen has been the one that's always celebrating the moment celebrating the moment and then uh, it was the first time that he didn't vocalize it and then i was like whoa whoa, whoa we didn't celebrate the moment because now i feel like where i'm like i want to celebrate like this is a really cool experience uh so i think that happened like a couple days ago so for me those moments of like we can just take a moment and just be like wow like we said yes to each other can we really just feel like yeah we said yes
1: just having this hearing this question feeling you sharing that i feel within me in the field now it's been created i feel lots of joyful feeling so actually i really ask the listeners at this moment after they heard that uh just remember when the last time they felt joy a moment of joy and don't intellectualize it don't try to analyze it just feel what how does it feel in the body because the feeling is uncanny uh, I'm biased a bit toward joy more than pleasure because the feeling of joy is something is really I cannot explain it it's very horizontal it's very like and for me it's long lasting in a sense of like it's not lasting for 10 days or whatever but it's always in the now long lasting but where the feeling of pleasure is very vertical it's bringing me up very high and I cannot hold my ground and I always fall and crash but now feeling the joy of this podcast, feeling the joy of being between two, three people, two people, I really enjoy and appreciate. And plus of that, I'm really creating a beautiful thing. Not in the future, because what I enjoy about things and all of things is every single moment I'm speaking with someone or like all of it is very, very joyous. So I'm really enjoying the ride. Um, so once we open the trapdoor of joy, we might be surprised there's tons of it there's tons of it out there and the amount of pleasure is lesser <laughs> and anyhow pleasure the body cannot sustain pleasure for a long time and you know what the body and the mind can sustain joy for a longer time because every cell has joy in it because you came from joy of a moment of love making and they were so focused in the now and that's probably the only time where your parents focus on the now <laughs> <laughs>
0: where joy is. Roshana, how do you feel uh, the difference for joy and pleasure? What does that feel like for you?
2: Well, today, I think I was sharing just before we went on our webinar was uh, what was my morning like, and I was out walking and I walked across the bridge, there's a river and there's lots of swans. And I saw a baby swan. And then I looked at another and I started counting them. And I, I counted, oh, there's another one coming. 18 baby swan signets. And I was happy to see them. And then I saw that it was a lot of people stopping and they were already, they were also uh, counting them. It was so joyful, but it gave me this sense of life. And then life still continues. And look at this cute, harsh, cold. And now spring will be soon coming. And then as I started walking, it left me with this feeling. And I went, yeah, even in shitty times in the world, adaptation and life keeps on going. And then it was like, yes, it was one of those aha moments. (laughs) Life is brutal, but also life is also it is creative and it's still it's like no matter what it's still moving so that was that was joy um for me so I know that it's uh it as Mazen said I'm not thinking I'm not pleasure seeking on one uh one thing it's a joy pleasure is for me Uh, something is pleasurable, but it has a whole different quality to joy. Uh, I'll give it simply, it's pleasurable. It's something from the outside or something that I create, but it's not long lasting, but joy is a quality that resonates inside that it's intrinsic. And I know it's already always been there and I'm just tapping into it again.
0: We didn't actually mention this explicitly and now that I'm, we're sharing this, I feel like this is the root of a lot of the intrinsic, extrinsic motivation, right? Is like the extrinsic is really motivated by desire, which is desire for some sort of pleasure. Whereas joy and curiosity, like those are very different feelings and emotions from a motivational standpoint. Do you feel, Mazen, that is an accurate representation of those pathways or is it different?
1: No, you, you completely said it right. I really Something really need to watch out that we're not associating that uh, pleasure is wrong or reward is wrong because joy reward is also joy. I really would like to use the word, instead of pleasure, there's something called pleasurable joy. Actually, that's it. So when people hear us at the beginning, they might think, oh my God, they are, uh, what do you call it? Like, pleasureless or they're trying to take out pleasure from us as, as lots of religions did and then i'm like actually it's funny we're saying the complete opposite but we cannot prove it by say by giving a chocolate uh, full of sugar or something like that we have to speak about it we have to be um, showing it and reminding that they've been having it all along learning is one of them curiosity is one of them but it's not so emphasized that we are, ah, it's not rewarded per se. And then whenever it's rewarded is when we put grades and then when we have a should, and then when we oblige, then reward starts to happen. Then we had exchange between intrinsic and extrinsic start to happen. So a child become more, yeah, switch from the intrinsic joy to the extrinsic pleasure, but actually pleasure and joy can be one. When you put them together, pleasurable joy, a balance, a harmony between intrinsic and extrinsic, between inner and outer. But that's why we're focusing on joy, just to let go of a society that's really driven by pleasure-seeking to compensate the pain, to compensate the sadness, to compensate all these negative feelings and emotions that nobody taught us how to regulate them. And I understand. So yes, pleasure is needed in those times. But now we're bringing awareness. There's no judgment of pleasure. But once we know how to regulate and feel safe in the body, pleasure might easily join the party and slowly balance it. The big brother might come. The big sister might come and relax pleasure. All is good. All is good. You still will exist. When we eat something, you will have pleasure. But before eating it, While preparing it and during eating it, joy will be there supporting you. And the moment you eat it, pleasure will rise. All the endorphin will happen and you get a kick. But I promise you, as long as joy, I'm here around you, you won't have a very crush. You won't have a low that will be devastating for you. But if you go without me, if you go pleasure without joy, you will hit the bottomless pain and the bottomless sadness. The higher you go, the lower you descend so joy is our buffer to a very harmonious being
0: i know we've discussed this uh in the past but i'll just share it with myself right now is that when i am uh kind of in a more balanced regulated life i love to read a lot like i'm a very curious person so i'm reading i'm reading and there's periods in my life where i go into just not reading at all and mostly it's because i think i'm running more on reserve energy or i'm pushing or i have too many tasks So it's become like a bit of a weather vane of if I'm intrinsically seeking like enjoyment in reading, then I'm like, okay. again, it's not like a rule, but it's like if I want to actually read, I'm in a space where I'm kind of taking care of things in my life. Things are in order. I'm enjoying. And then when I don't, it's not that I like if I were to push and read, that's the opposite of what I'm sharing. So it's not like my life is imbalanced. I need to push myself to read. It's like okay, if I put things back in order and I return back to a place of enjoying, then the reading will come later. And then, oh, okay, I'm enjoying myself again. I'm not pushing, I'm not running on reserve energy. So that's become a little bit of my, my weather dial, my weather vein of where I'm at in my life.
2: Wow, that's, that's beautiful. Another point I'd like to add is a lot of people are in pleasure seeking because they don't even know what they're feeling. They don't feel so even even if we say they don't want to feel negative emotions they have no there's no, some, some people don't even know what is happening underneath um so there's emotions and then there's feeling so pleasure seeking is just trying to fill the hole the there's something and they don't even know what it is so this is too to explore inside because there are emotions we get emotions to indicate what's happening inside of us and then we have feelings which is different and so for some people when I've talked about this they say wow I, uh, I don't even know what I'm feeling or what is an emotion I even heard in the cafe the other day it was someone was speaking about something and I overheard and it was a woman in her probably late fifties and she asked a question. I heard it to her friend. She goes, I don't even know where feelings come from. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that's um, that you know, like I, I'm I'm at a loss what is emotions and what is feelings. So yeah, there's some people that um pleasure seeking because it is there's it's it's all depressed. They don't know what is there.
0: I have a feeling I'm going to do the extrinsic thing again, the cookie for the audience, but I have a feeling that one day soon we'll be releasing an online course on emotions and uh, feeling and how to regulate. So that will be something that we can offer to folks on how to really begin. If, if that's something I know I had to begin myself from scratch. I had no understanding of my own emotions, my own feelings, uh, and there are skills that can be developed over time that have changed my whole life. So we did an exercise in the webinar where we asked participants to, uh, from a grounded, tapped in place, really envision what they're desiring and needing in their life and what emotions they might come from being in that state of achieving that. And we had one participant that shared that when they actually went to the, a vision of the future, they experienced fear come up. And so I would love to just get a little bit of your take on what this participant might have been experiencing, what comes up for you, as you heard that sharing. And then actually, when we're out
1: of intention and misalignment, it's also create, it's complicated. It's created by the being itself to learn something. So if tomorrow everybody understand our workshop, our webinar, and start to do the perfect intention, this is not the goal. Because actually... The perfect intention is not a goal to know how to do it fully. It's not a goal because they're still playing a game. And if tomorrow they all can do the intention, a lot will break down. That's not what intended. So in a way, you know, we're very rare in our teaching that actually we also aware of that. We're not pushing them to do it more that they realize. Yeah. So many angles. They realize why. What, what they, why they are playing, why, why they're not achieving it, and what's the game in it. So if we come now and take out the game, we'll be doing something horrific for mm. the soul and the body. So what she hit, like she really went to the most. She showed, showed everyone the spectrum of what we're trying to say. She us the opposite of us. We're telling them, this is intention. This is how you do it. This is the perfect way. And she showed us why they don't do it. And actually, if they do it now, they might collapse. And actually, it's their fear uh, that not allowing them to do it. And suddenly, probably by not doing it, it's allowing them to evolve bit by bits and learn all the lessons. So I'm like, this is another three hours discourse webinar we could not give here.
2: Yeah. And also, I would feel that in that case would be for her to allow herself to go into full, full, full creativity to allow herself to really... have that the what she would an outcome she would like to have and then see her self in that result what is she doing um to allow herself to have a full spectrum of, of that creativity
1: but she gave a teaching and yes. then that's it she really collaborated with us she gave a teaching and then she left it at that she gave the other spectrum of it why all of them they're standing here thinking they're failing and they're suffering through their failings and then she told them you guys, you idiot, you're on purpose doing it because it's too much. The dream is too big. And if you do it now, can you hold it? I'm like, yes. And this is what she did. Can you hold that emotion? Can you hold that dream? And the exercise that Krisana did is so magic.
0: Yeah, what came up for me in that moment was really like the which I've gone through myself many times, but the fear of greatness. Like you can really touch the vision and the dream, but it's so big that it's almost overwhelming and then it just starts to actually the foundation can't maintain it can't hold it and i was just uh reflecting that when we talk about like some of the core fundamentals how like you start with the vision and you go and try but you can go and revisit your vision over time like it doesn't have to be that the vision is like the big vision for all time right now it's like you can allow that to organically expand over time as you can kind of sustain and hold it
2: Yes, to have the capacity to in your body and in your mind in your emotions to to uh, have the to enjoy this bigger space inside of you. Yeah. Of joy and greatness. Hmm. Which is the feeling. I feel alive, I feel expanded, I feel yes for life, yes to life.
1: Yes. And that applies to companies? Because behind it is also people. And I would like to say a word about Prepeak, Coaching and Solutions in that sense. We had to enter a gate, many gates, many initiations. So, between the intention, we have set the right intention at the beginning and we didn't fail our intention. But then, whenever we focus on the outcome, we, the three of us, were like, ah, oh, we're not doing anything. But now, going back to the main intention, we are on it. We're not on the outcome when it comes to time and space. I want to do it in a year. We're in two years out, but actually now we're bringing ourselves out in a such a beautiful professional and we understood sales as a holistic sale as, that, that everything is connected. Like things we wouldn't understand a few months ago, a year ago or so. So 3Peak is on still the same intention uh, and is doing wonderfully. But we had to evolve. No, the intention helped us to evolve as a being, but the intention to evolving and to go with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, today, after our call this morning, I was walking uh, to get to the webinar and I had a moment where I was like, God damn it, is there ever going to be a day where I don't have to evolve and grow and learn? And the answer is, of course not. I, and I love it. I love evolving, growing. There's a part of me that's like, God damn, I, I'm ready for one day to just not be like learning, but the intention has called me up to continue my evolution and it's beautiful i mean i've i've grown so much through our intention with three peak uh and it's every day like every day is a new learning
1: funny i'm gonna connect thank you i'm gonna connect it to what we shared now based on this webinar so as you shared the formula that actually when we have an intention that means all our being does what is needed to evolve to match that intention because this is what we really Is seeking to create so and then the idea is here based on what you said and what we shared in the webinar learning cannot be avoided because if learning is avoided forget about the intention and forget about create your what you created one thing can be true is to put with learning enjoyment so enjoy learning is the key so that's it nothing is different in the formula between intention and intention other than intention, oh, I feel it, oh, it, it's too much. Then self-doubt comes, and we change the intention. So instead, if we know, instead of changing the intention because of the self-doubt and the fear, knowing the learning will be there because that's what intention is. So enjoy the learning, regardless how bumpy the ride is. And then intention plus enjoying the learning. My God, this is abundance. This is literally abundance. And the opposite of it, when you take enjoyment away from the learning on a now moment. This is when we go to scarcity and survival. So which the part of us wins? The one that's more
0: yearning, leading this way or that way. Yeah, what I feel called to share, because I know there are people who are also like me, is that these moments where I'm like, fuck, I have to keep learning and growing. I can sometimes feel like I have some kind of like deficiency that and learning is like a, a spotlight on the deficiency. So it's like as if needing to like the learning and the growth. And if I turn backwards and look upon myself, I'm like, oh, why didn't you know that? Why didn't you do that? Which is an interesting way to approach. So there's no joy in learning because learning then becomes a condemnation, a self-criticism. And again, this was just today. This isn't like every, every day I'm really enjoying learning and growing. But today I had that one moment of like, oh, wow, this is somehow a, a referendum on me versus like, I'm good, Like, but I'm also learning and expanding at the same time and holding those things instead of going into the self-attack. It is very
1: valuable. And that brings me to, I'm going to go one step to the incarnation of the soul. Yeah. I'm going to go big now. There's a small intention in life that we connect to within us, but there's the main intention to incarnate on this planet is to allow oneself to go through the experiment of remembrance who we are and understand that we are the source of love, of our own love. So loving oneself and enjoying this challenge. So it's nothing but challenge. So it requires a courageous soul to go through this incarnation. So everything we're speaking, if we go to the mother of all intentions, we might make our life super, super easy and fun. So if every soul came to this planet to remember, who they are, and to fall back into the love of the self. We might step out of suffering in a very simple way. Remember first intention, and everything that comes from it is nothing more than the continuation on the path. The intention is to remember. The intention is to relearn it. So we do it out of joy, abundance, or out of fear and survival. And this sets the tone for a whole lifetime. And set a tone for a company, set a tone for an individual, set a tone for a family. So that's the only thing that we cannot avoid is the main intention. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here.